Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news analysis and context from Taichung, Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. All right, up today on the show, I'm going to go into two big moves by two big companies, both of which have potentially huge national security implications for Taiwan. Taiwan's semiconductor manufacturing company, aka TSMC, is targeting capital spending of 25 to 28 billion U.S. dollars in 2021. According to Bloomberg, that is double what analysts were expecting. That is also almost double the U.S. 14.5 billion that U.S. chip giant Intel is planning to spend. About 80% of the outlay will be devoted to advanced processor technologies, which is clearly intended to further entrench TSMC's dominance in the chip-making market. Note that it is just capital outlays to grow the company and the company's research lead for the future, not their gross revenue. To put that in perspective, their 2021 spending on investment alone would make it the 100th largest country in the world, right between the entire economies of Latvia and Estonia. It's also double Taiwan's entire regular military budget for 2021 of nearly 14 billion U.S. dollars and still dwarfs total defense spending, including special budgets at nearly 16 billion U.S. Over roughly the last year or so, the world's most important economies have woken up to the fact that their products, their entire economies, and their militaries are dependent on Taiwan's chip makers, especially TSMC. There is currently an international chip shortage, especially in the automobile industry, which was caused in large part by these companies cutting their orders during the pandemic and being caught flat-footed when demand rebounded. Car factories are being shuttered around the world as a result. The governments of Japan, Germany, and the U.S. have directly appealed to the Taiwanese government for help. The U.S. also successfully pressured TSMC to start building a chip fab in Arizona, and Japan and the EU are also trying to follow suit over concerns about local supplies of this critical product. TSMC, however, is keeping its most advanced tech in Taiwan. This has led, in part, to the realization that if China were indeed to invade Taiwan and gain control of this industry, it would have huge strategic implications. In one fell swoop, it could vault China to the top of the heap, making the world have to choose between using inferior chips from friendly nations like South Korea and the U.S. or allowing China to gain dominance. This would allow Chinese products to leap ahead of the U.S., Japan, and the EU, with huge impact on companies like Apple, HP, Nintendo, and Microsoft. For example, it could mean that companies like Huawei could be guaranteed the most advanced phones in the world. And the People's Liberation Army would have access to better chips than the U.S. military and NATO. One clever writer in a tech magazine compared Taiwan's chip-making industry to melange, the fictional spice in the science fiction book Doom, Dune, a comedy, a commodity only available on one world that all worlds were entirely dependent on for space travel to be possible. 
before the main practical and self-interested reasons for countries like the U.S. and Japan for keeping Taiwan out of China's hands is its position in the first island chain that includes Japan and the Philippines. This chain, especially Taiwan, flank crucial international trade routes. Taiwan is in an especially crucial position. If it fell, it would threaten trade routes to Japan and South Korea. It would also give China access to deep water access on Taiwan's east coast that would allow China's submarines to head out to sea undetected, effectively allowing them to act with impunity. Now, that all remains true, but the growing importance of Taiwan to the world's supply chains, and not just chips, adds a new dimension. The world is increasingly dependent on Taiwan. It's in this context that the staggeringly huge $28 billion investment is so important. They've pulled ahead of rivals Intel and Samsung, and Intel is outsourcing some chip production to TSMC. There has even been talk of Samsung doing the same. If TSMC's money is well spent, it could come to increase its dominance, and that would make Taiwan's continued independence crucial to the free world. Another Taiwanese tech giant, Hanhai, a.k.a. Foxconn, is also crucial to international supply chains. Because their factories are scattered around the world, with many in China, they don't help Taiwan much on the national security front like TSMC does currently, but they are important nonetheless. Hanhai has become one of the largest employers in the world by manufacturing other companies' products. For example, Apple's iPhones, Microsoft's Xboxes, and Sony's Playstations. Now, they're making a big move into the electric vehicle business. Now, this makes sense. Unlike internal combustion vehicles, electric vehicles are much more like iPhones. They're essentially large electronic devices loaded with software, but on wheels. They've established four joint ventures with automakers so far, plus invested in battery manufacturers and other key component industries. The first was Fiat Chrysler in January of last year to manufacture electric cars in China within two years. This January, they signed a strategic cooperation framework agreement with China's Baitan and the Nanjing Development Zone to jointly accelerate production of Baitan's first model, the M-Bite, by the first quarter of 2022. They're assigning 100 engineers to that project, which will no doubt give them valuable experience. Just days after announcing that deal, Hanhai and Chinese carmaker Geely announced a joint venture aimed at selling, manufacturing, and services to the global auto industry. The model here is reportedly more along Hanhai's standard business. They would manufacture cars and products for other companies who would put their brand name on them. The first tie-up, however, was inked last year in February. I should say their second tie-up was inked last, last year in February with a subsidiary of Taiwan's Yulon Motor Company to form Foxtron Vehicle Technologies Company. This deal appears to have two prongs. On the one hand, they aim to roll out their first electric vehicle bus this October. It's the second prong that is most interesting and potentially transformative. Foxtron is focusing on automo automobile design and the MIH Open Platform, uh, 
which provides hardware and software to other automakers for electric car development. Hanhai said it plans to build the platform into the Android of the electric car industry. Their EV developer tool called EVKit has been made public online. Over 600 companies have joined in on this platform so far. Now, here's the description of the MIH Open Platform from Foxconn's website. There are three major challenges facing the traditional automotive industry. High development costs, long lead times, and insufficient resources. In response to these challenges, we built an open electric vehicle platform called MIH, which is available to all partners and third-party developers to utilize as they develop functional attributes and systems that will support the growth of the whole EV market. It provides developers with the essential hardware and software components to build up upon in the formation of a complete EV industry ecosystem. The MIH platform has four key characteristics. One, its architecture is fully modularized, scalable, and easily customizable. Two, the chassis is made with the latest a lightweight material with a unibody design that would optimize the EV's performance. Three, it provides a powerful electrical archi architecture for all levels of applications. Four, this platform will allow for the development of autonomous driving technologies. Now, if successful, this project could accomplish three things for Hanhai. First, by being open source, this allows for the involvement of engineers, coders, and scientists from around the world at no extra cost to Hanhai. Second, it would dramatically lower the barriers to entry in the auto industry. In other words, anyone with enough money could come to Hanhai and say, make me a car with these specifications and slap my brand on it. Now, why would they go to Hanhai, though? Because by being at the center of this initiative, and with their well-known manufacturing prowess and cost efficiency, why wouldn't they? Apple is already known to be developing a car that they plan to outsource the actual manufacturing of. But really, any company with the money could do it. We could be seeing Hennessy or Coco Puffs brand cars in the future. The third of uh, the three that I mentioned is that Hanhai could end up with control of the platform. Now, I haven't been able to find who owns the name or owns what in this open platform, if anything, but they themselves have said they are using Android as the model. Here is a description of Android from Wikipedia. It is a free and open source software. Its source code is known as Android Open Source Project, which is primarily licensed under the Apache license. However, most Android devices ship with additional propri proprietary software pre-installed, most notably Google Mobile Services, which includes core apps such as Google Chrome, the digital distribution platform Google Play, and associated Google Play Services development platform. About 70% of Android smartphones run Google's ecosystem. Competing Android ecosystems and forks include Fire OS, developed by Amazon, or Lineage OS. However, the Android name and logo are trademarks of Google, which impose standards to restrict uncertified devices outside their ecosystem to use Android branding. 
what is important about this now so what is important about this description is to note how much power google has accum accumulated within this ecosystem through google play they control what apps are available and through google chrome how you access the web now to get around google in android is possible but it's hard work to do so Legacy automakers are big, lumbering beasts with a mindset built on internal combustion engines. They're highly regulated, slow-moving, and often unionized. They're also overstaffed for electric vehicles. One estimate from Ford suggests that they require 30% less time to manufacture than internal combustion engines. But in the hands of an electronics manufacturer, it could be more than that. Hanhai is specialized in taking over manufacturing from legacy companies and electronics like Sony and Nintendo. Now, they're clearly aiming to do the same in the autom automobile industry. <clears throat> Most people don't care if their Sony PlayStation was made by Sony or Hanhai, but it would be much harder for a car company to outsource all their manufacturing the same way. How would the German government feel about BMW or Volkswagen abandoning manufacturing and becoming purely design houses, or the Japanese government, or Korean government, or even the U.S. government with their automakers. It is unlikely they could do so with the bulk of their production. What Hanhai is clearly aiming to do is take them on, whether under their own brand names, joint venture brands, or on behalf of other brands. Now, these are still early days in this project, and there is a long way to go and a lot of hurdles ahead. But if they are successful in their aims, they potentially not only could have dominance in the operating systems and components used in cars, they could end up with a significant chunk of the manufacturing end of it as well. It's a staggeringly ambitious plan, but it could lead to a dominant force in the industry being headquartered here in Taiwan. And that would have national security implications for Taiwan. All right, I'd like to thank our two new patrons. I'm really excited about this. I'd love to thank Nathan and Formosa Business Support. Thank you very much, guys. Your support means a lot to us. And if anybody else out there would like to uh, help support this project here at Taiwan Report, please go to patreon.com slash Taiwan Report. Your support is very much appreciated and really does help keep this project going. All right, be sure to hit like and subscribe and all that good stuff, and tune in next time. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw.